My name is Blake. Hey, I'm so thankful all of you are here tonight. We got a fun night planned. We, we're gonna hear a cool message tonight and then we're gonna go into community groups. And then, did y'all see the bull out there? We got a bull out there and it's gonna be a lot of fun. Now, hey, listen up, listen up, listen up. I need everybody's help. I need everybody's help. I need everybody to help me out tonight for the next 15, 20 minutes. Can everybody put their phone right there? Hey, let's put our phone up. The last six weeks, the last six weeks, we have been going through this series. Hey, listen up, listen up. We've been going through this series called Ask Anything, and it's been so cool because you guys have been able to just ask us any questions, and we've been able to answer it. So the first question tonight, the first question tonight is, is this. What is the most embarrassing thing that has happened to you? So I, w I was thinking about it, and, and there was a few stories. There, there was a few stories, listen up. When I met my wife, uh, we were in fifth grade, but, but we didn't start dating until I was in college. So we, get, we reconnect, we both went to different colleges, we reconnect and uh, I asked her out on a date because she was, because she was pretty and she loved Jesus, and she was fun to talk to. And so I asked her out on a date, so uh, it's kind of embarrassing, it's not a crazy story, but as a guy, you wanna be prepared for a date, you know, if you're going on a date, you wanna be ready. You don't wanna look like a, you know, a fool when you get to the date, and like, for example, you forget your wallet. So, we go to get ice cream, and I thought it'd be fun. We go get ice cream, and uh, then we'll go on a walk. And we were in Norfolk, because I was going to ODU. So we, we pull up to Skinny Dip, and I realize right when we get there that I don't, I don't have my wallet on me. And as a guy, that, that really stinks, because then I had to look to her. I said, Brianna, um, we gotta go back. I don't have my wallet. She's like, no, it's okay, I got it. And of course, I don't wanna drive back. Anyways, I let her buy me ice cream. I know, I know, I know, I know. Anyways, I, 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 did, I, did Ven, I did Venmo her. All right, hey, the second question is this. Listen up, listen up. The second question is this. How do I know I am a Christian? That's right. This is an interesting question. Um, you guys asked it, and we wanted to talk to this question tonight. Uh, before we do that, and we're gonna dive in here real quick, I wanna say a quick prayer for us. Again, no phones. Um, let's try to tune in for the next 15 minutes. Heavenly Father, thank you for tonight, Lord. Thank you for every person that you have brought here tonight. God, I thank you that you are good, that you love us. I thank you for your word that you have given to us freely. Lord, I pray that tonight, through your Holy Spirit, you would affirm us of your truth, that for the believers in this room, 
For the believers here, God, I pray that you would affirm to them that they're yours. And I pray, Lord, for those here tonight who may not know you, maybe they think they do, but if they don't know you, Lord, I pray that you would reveal that to them. Let this be a time tonight, Lord, where there's no distractions, that we can hear and listen, and may your word change all of us. It's in Jesus' name I pray, amen. So real quick, uh, I mentioned to you, I mentioned to you a little story about my wife, but I want to tell you something else. You know, when you get married, fellas, living with a woman is different. Living with a woman is very different. The first thing I realized when I got married was that people actually change outfits like 10 times before they go out. I've never seen that in my whole life. I've never witnessed that. I make sure I have deodorant on and I got clothes on and I'm good to go. But I I noticed there there is a mirror where I used to have a TV. Like there's mirrors all around the house. And I noticed this, we as people, we evaluate ourselves. We analyze ourselves. I bet, we, I bet you do the same thing. When you go out, you probably look in the mirror 15 times, change your outfits at least a couple times. <laughs> maybe, maybe one gender more so than the other, but I know us guys do it too. But listen, it's a, it's a real thing that, hey, we evaluate ourselves. We, we, we wanna make sure we look good. Do you ever wake up in the morning and you notice, you go in the mirror and you look, you're like, oh, oh my gosh, I have a zit on my cheek. The world is over, like I can't do anything. And some of us don't even go to school because of it. But we evaluate ourselves, we look at ourselves. Now, you're probably asking, what does this have to do with our faith? What does this have to do with this question that we're talking about tonight? How do I know that I'm a Christian? I I bet most of us didn't know this, but the Bible tells us, it tells us that we are called to examine ourselves. We're called to, to look at ourselves to see whether or not we are in the faith, to see whether or not we are a real Christian. I wanna read you a verse from 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse five. It says this, examine yourselves to see whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves, or do you not realize that this about yourselves, that Jesus Christ is in you, unless indeed you fail to meet that test. You see, we evaluate ourselves for these little things, right? We're going out, we're hanging out with people, we wanna look at ourselves, we wanna make sure we look good. Believe it or not, with our faith, God tells us, examine yourself. Look at yourself, look at your life to see whether or not you actually are what you claim to be. That you actually are a Christian. Now what is a Christian? What is a Christian? Before we we ask ourselves, how do I know I'm a Christian? I gotta know what a Christian is. A Christian, very simply put, is a follower of Jesus. 
is a follower of Jesus, somebody who follows Jesus Christ, somebody, you believe that Jesus is the son of God, that he died on the cross, he rose from the dead, he is coming again, you have placed your faith in him and you've surrendered your life to him. That's what it means to be a follower of Jesus. Now, the thing that we have to know about being a follower of Jesus is it is all about a relationship. It's all, it's all about a relationship. And we can evaluate whether or not we are a Christian by looking at this relationship. Because the Bible tells us this, the Bible makes it clear to us that there are real Christians and then there's fake Christians. People who claim to be a Christian but are not and people who claim to, claim to be a Christian but, and they are. I wanna read you this verse that Jesus said, something that Jesus said to us, and I want you to listen very closely. It's, it's, it's a verse that, has, that is kind of scary, but I, we need to hear it and we need to see it because it matters. Jesus says this in Matthew 7, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do many mighty works in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. That's a heavy verse. It's a scary verse. Now, what does that mean though? These people looked at Jesus and said, Lord, Lord, they, they know his name. Here's the thing that that tells us is that saying you're a Christian does not mean you're a Christian necessarily. Just because I say I'm a Christian doesn't mean I actually am. Just because I go to church doesn't necessarily mean that I'm a Christian. Just because I may think I'm a nice person doesn't necessarily mean I'm a Christian. If I'm involved in religious activity, it doesn't necessarily mean that I am a Christian. Now I have to be honest, like I said, it's, that's, scary, that's a scary verse. And the reason it's so scary is because it says many. There will be many people. When Jesus returns, when, when, when we stand before God, it's not some, not a few here and there, but, but think about this. Many, there will be many people who think they know the Lord, yet when they stand before him, he will say, I don't, I don't know you. Now this summer has been so cool, everybody. This summer we've gotten to see so many students put their faith in Christ, start following Christ this summer, and it's been the, the most amazing thing to watch. People are growing in their faith. And without a doubt, there are so many out in this room here who are followers of Jesus. Now, as a follower of Jesus, let me just tell you, you're not perfect. I'm not perfect. None of y'all are perfect, even though mom says you're perfect. You're not. She lied. I'm not perfect. We are not perfect. Listen up. Listen. But there's also no doubt in my mind there's no doubt in my mind that there are many out here even that maybe you think you're a Christian. Maybe you think you are, but you might not be. 
And I, I, tonight, what I, what I want is I want all of us to, to do what God tells us to do, and I want us to, to look, look at yourself, examine ourselves, look at our lives to see. Well, you say, well, Blake, I, I believe. Like, I, I believe, and so I'm a Christian. Well, yeah, believing in Christ, that, that's what being a Christian is, we believe in Christ, but how do we know we really believe? There's a verse here in James 2.19. Listen to this. It says, you believe that there is one God. Good. Even the demons believe that and shudder. Last week we talked y'all about, Caleb was telling us last week about, hey, demons are real. Demons are real. But, but look at what that says. Even the demons acknowledge Jesus. Even the demons know that Jesus is real, that he is the son of God. It's like me standing up on this stage. You, you believe that I'm, I'm here, I'm standing here. You see me with your eyes. You believe I'm a real person. But do you believe in me? That's a totally different thing to say. That's, that's totally different to say you believe in me compared to, yeah, I believe he's up there talking right now. It's totally different. There's different types of believing and that's what this is telling us here. You see, the problem is that many of us, a lot, a lot of folks believe that Jesus is real, but we don't follow him. I acknowledge he's real, and because we acknowledge that he's real, we just assume we're a Christian, but do we follow him? Do we follow him? The question that, we, that I wanna talk through tonight is how do we really know? How do I really know that I'm a Christian? How do you really know? Think about this. Think about this tonight. How do you know? I want you to, I want you to think, you know, I, I've had, you know, as, as time has gone on, middle school, high school, college, I've come across a lot of friends. And I'm sure many of y'all here have come across a lot of friends. Some good, maybe some not so good. Uh, I want you to think about what, what are some differences between a true friend and a fake friend? I've had true friends and I've had fake friends in my life and I'm sure many of y'all have too. Think about the differences there. A true friend will tell you, I'm your friend, I love you, I care about you. And when, when time comes, they actually show that. They show you that they love you, that they care about you. They're there for you. You can see evidence by what they claim to be. Now also, I want you to think about that friend, maybe you've had a friend before who's, who has done this, a fake friend. Somebody who will tell you they're your friend, somebody who will tell you they love you, but when, in actuality, in real life, when it comes down to it, you know, man, they keep doing this, they keep doing this, and it's just evidence that I don't think they actually care about me. They don't value me, they don't listen to me, they don't, they don't care about anything I'm doing. They, don't, they don't actually don't want anything to do with me. The thing is, both of them claim to be their friend. One of them is and one of them really isn't. I want us to think about that with our faith. I want us to think about that with our walk with Jesus. None of us are in here are gonna be perfect ever. None of us have here. No matter how much you try to pursue Jesus, to pursue a relationship with Jesus, the more you pursue him, your life will change and it's gonna look different, but you're never gonna be perfect. And I don't want anybody in here to misunderstand what I'm saying. 
To be a follower of Jesus does not mean you are a perfect person at all. We'll never be, in this life at least. But ask yourself this question. Does your life actually show at all what you claim to believe? Does your life show what you claim to believe? How do I know, Blake? How do I know I'm a Christian? How do we know? James 1.22 says, but be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. You see what that says? We trick ourselves. We trick ourselves when we sit there and we, 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 we may say one thing, but we don't do anything to back it up at all. Not anything. And Jesus, to be a follower of him, means that he is the Lord of your life. To be a follower of Jesus means that he's the Lord of your life. That means that you have surrendered your life. You are no longer living for yourself. But now, although you're not perfect, you are pursuing him. You are living for him. You are trying to please him and to obey him as we are called to do. Jesus says this in John 8, 31. He says, to the Jews who had believed in him, if you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples. And you will know the truth and the truth you will set you free. Did you hear that? Jesus is sitting there and he's talking to these, these guys that are together, these Jews who are, who are with him and he's talking to them and he says to them, if you abide in my word, you're truly my disciples. These guys liked Jesus. They thought well of him. Man, look at this dude, he's doing miracles, he's healing people. He, 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 the way he speaks is amazing. We like this guy. And Jesus loves them. And he says, well, if you abide in my word, you're, you're truly my follower. You're truly my disciple. Now, the question I have for you is, is Jesus the Lord of your life? Or is he just the Lord of your words? Is it, is it all with your mouth? You claim to be a Christian, but there's no ounce of you in your life that you're actually trying to live for him. There's no ounce of your life where you've actually surrendered anything in your life to God. Just trying to do everything for ourselves. That's, that's called sin. That's called sin. Earlier we talked about evaluating ourselves. I want you to think about this, that one day you and I will stand before God. One day we will stand before God. One day we will have to answer whether or not we believed in Jesus in this life and there was proof of that by the way that we lived or whether we didn't really believe in Jesus. We talked about evaluating ourselves, looking in the mirror. How much do we care about the way other people view us? But do we ever evaluate ourselves? How's my walk with Christ? Is there a walk with Christ? Is there a walk with Christ? I want to share with you some things that, that are evidence of a true Christian. You say, well, still, uh, how, how do I know? How, how do I know? A true Christian, like I said, is not perfect but you're trying to live for the Lord. 
You're trying to live for the Lord. A true Christian will fight and wrestle with sin. Sin is present in my life just as it is in anybody else's life. But the difference between a believer and an unbeliever, a, a true believer is not comfortable in sin. It bothers us to the core. We hate it. And we do everything in our can to, that we can to avoid it. For somebody who may not be a true believer, we're comfortable with sin. The only thing we really fear about are sins, the things that we, we do that are wrong, more so we just fear getting caught. That would be a sign of maybe somebody who might not know the Lord. Do you love God? Do you seek to follow after him? In a room this size, there's no doubt in my mind there are many here who truly love the Lord, who are following the Lord, and we've seen that. We've seen that in so many, so many of y'all. But also, I can't, I can't help but understand that there is many in this room that maybe, just maybe, we don't truly know who Jesus is. In the greatest fear that I have the thing that makes me sick to my stomach is to think about people, to think about people who will one day, all their lives, living their life, and stand before God one day, Lord, hey, how's it going? And then he looks at them and he says, I, I don't know you. That would be dreadful. That would be horrible. And tonight, as we close, I, I want you to, to think about this. What must we do to be a follower of Jesus? We said that a Christian is a follower of Jesus. A Christian is a follower of Jesus. What must we do if we wanna be a follower of Jesus? The first thing is that you have to understand the bad news before you can appreciate the good news. Here's the truth, y'all. The truth is that all of us entered into this world with sin. And the, the problem with our sin is that sin separated us from God, who is good. God is, is so good. And you say, well, why should I have anything to, to fear if God is good? The reason you have something to fear is because we are not good. That our sin, because of our sin, we deserve death. God doesn't owe us anything. Do y'all realize that God would be just and good and righteous to give us all what we truly deserve? He would be, be just to do that. But here's the good news. God is so gracious. And when we realize what we truly deserve and when we understand that God owes us nothing, but despite God owing you and me nothing, he steps out of heaven to be one of us for to live as a man, a sinless life, and then he allowed himself to be crucified on a cross? That changes everything when you realize that he doesn't owe us that. That changes everything. He died on the cross, he rose from the dead three days later, and now he is in heaven. And let me tell you a cool thing, Jesus is going to come back. He's going to come back. And our response to that message, our response to that message, with every head bowed and every eye closed, 
The Bible tells us that we respond to that good news that although we didn't deserve anything, our sin separated us from God. He died on the cross so that we might choose him, so that we might follow after him. The way we respond to that is by repenting of our sins. That means turning away from that, our sins. That means I'm no longer living my life for me, but I'm going to live my life to Christ. I'm going to surrender to him everything. Jesus says that if we wanna follow after him, everybody must, we must deny ourselves. Take up our cross and follow him. Ask yourselves, where are you? The other thing that the Bible tells us is that we must believe. We must believe that Jesus Christ is who he said he was. There's so many leaders here tonight who would love to talk with you if you want to follow Christ tonight. Please talk to somebody. Lord, thank you so much for tonight. Thank you so much for your word. God, I thank you that despite our sin, despite all of us and our sin, not deserving you, God, you saved us. If we put our faith in you, we turn away from our sins, Lord, you save us. I thank you so much, Jesus, that you are the way and the truth and the life. For the believers in this place, Lord, I pray that you would affirm them, that they would be confident, knowing that they are yours, that they are redeemed by the blood of Jesus. For those here tonight, Lord, who may not know you, pray that you would do a work in them that only you can do, Lord. I thank you that your word tells us we are saved by grace through faith. You love us so much and that you want everybody to be with you in heaven forever. Lord, I pray that the people in this room would hear that and follow you. Lord, we love you. We praise you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.